0: Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on chapter eight of What Alice Found. We're getting out. We're getting out. We, were, we left our last guests so frustrated because they were like, oh, we're going to find out who's our friend, who's helping us. We're going to finally get out. And we cut them off right as they started their escape. So... Uh, this episode should be very exciting. I, I want to know what happens next. <laughs> I want to get out and see the world. This
1: is fun because Bill has done the play test for but this I episode. But I don't know what's going on. But to I cut out all of the story, <laughs> even the stuff that happened inside the room. So I am, So he got nothing.
0: I'm excited to find out what happens. Every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room that Danny has created that exists only in her mind and on the iPad in front of her. This episode, we have two new guests. Uh, we have coming to the show uh, New Zealand comedians uh, Paul Williams and Guy Montgomery. Welcome.
2: Thanks. Great to be here. Uh, yeah, I'd actually like to side with Paul on that one. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us. It is great to be here.
1: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, you can tell us a bit about yourselves, but we should probably say just our highlights from your careers.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, for people who uh, are in the same circle as us, you will recognize Guy Montgomery uh, as one of the hosts of The Worst Idea of All Time. Uh, Podcast. Podcast. And- Po- which is a podcast, not just not just the worst idea. It is a podcast called "The Worst Idea of All Time," and uh, Paul Williams is our second Alex Horn that we've had on the show, as he plays the the Alex Horn role in New Zealand Taskmaster, which is utterly fantastic. Uh, oh, so, thanks so
3: much.
1: That was a good way to get through lockdown.
3: <laughs> True. Oh, appreciate it. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> season two coming soon. So. Get ready, get excited. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I very much
1: am. Uh, But yeah, anything else you'd like to tell the people about yourselves? Show off.
2: Paul, go ahead. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself?
3: Uh, Not a lot to say other than season two of Taskmaster coming (laughs) soon. Um, Yeah, my name's Paul uh, from, from Nelson, New Zealand. Very excited to be here. Very honored to be here for episode eight of this story.
2: That's great. Um, Yeah, just further to what Paul said, I'm Guy um, from Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, Obviously, season two of Taskmaster coming out really soon, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, just yeah, really excited to to be here. Um, Oh, and um, I am a nice guy. Oh, that's good to know. I was going to ask. And Paul, so Paul's kind of a bit of a he's a bit rough and tumble. He can be a bad. boy. he's a bit of a bad boy. He didn't
1: add that about himself.
2: No, but it was it was sort of you know implied. The fact that he didn't mention it all would suggest he's a bit of a ruffian. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: So, when we have guests on, we always ask two questions. This is a show that is a, a, an escape room show. We, we play escape rooms. So, uh, for either of you, what is your escape room experience?
3: This is Paul speaking. I've done a lot of escape rooms, love escape rooms. First one I did was maybe in Auckland. It was a It was like a prison escape room. Your classic prison break kind of vibe, um, and it would have been about 2015 Oh my god! No, okay, not it's, in early. No, no, maybe no, not that early. I think you're right. Maybe like <laughs> sixteen. I <laughs> sixteen. That's
1: that's on the early normal side.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna um, but, say,
1: is was New Zealand ahead of the game?
3: No. Was it I Hungary
1: think, and then I, New Zealand? <laughs>
3: I think I'm just very bad at remembering um, dates is more the issue. Just like me. Yeah.
0: I think for me, as soon as something's more than two years old, it all just happened in the
2: past. Yeah. And that's all I can, that's all I can remember. And, and Guy, what about you? I'm decidedly less experienced. Uh, I think I've done one escape room before and I think Paul was there. Do you remember doing an escape room together? I mean,
3: I've done a lot of escape rooms. Do you remember the theming or where it was?
2: It was on Queen Street in Auckland, New Zealand. It was sort of about six floors up in a very drab office building. And it was sort of, um, we were in some sort of office, like we were in like a mayor's office or we were, yeah. we were somewhere, we were in a bureaucratic spot. And um, it seemed really important at the time that we got out of there. Yeah. And what they'd done is they'd sort of strewn clues all across the room. And if you detected them, you could sort of follow a trail of clues until you would escape the room. Um, That's a good idea.
1: I'm glad that it worked that way.
2: Yeah, I, th-
3: I think I might have been there. Yeah. And um, worth noting that I, I've done multiple escapes with uh, stars of episode four, maybe, uh, Rose Matafeo mm. and Ed Gamble. We've done um, mm. multiple escapes over in the UK in Edinburgh and London. So, yeah, it's not my first rodeo. Uh, yeah, now well, they,
1: they profess themselves to be very competitive. Do you fit in with that as well?
3: I would say yeah, I would say um excellent. I'm uh insanely competitive.
2: Yeah, Paul is um Lovely. Paul is a deeply competitive person. I play social football with him on Saturday mornings, and if you're on his team <laughs> and you're not pulling your weight, uh you and everyone else on the field will know about
0: it. <laughs> 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 well, in that case, just to keep the spirit of competitiveness alive, we will be grading each of you separately uh, oh, and no. we'll declare a winner at the end oh. of the episode. Wow, is that real? <laughs> you get points You get points for, for puzzle solving, uh, you get points for style, and you get points for just kind of like being a cool dude. Okay. Whoa.
2: Well, I'm going to uh, clean up on one of those categories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the other aspect of this show is it is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role playing framing. So uh, do either of you have much tabletop role playing experience?
3: I I actually do have a little bit. Mm. Um, basically, ye- like years ago, I'm not going to try and guess the year again because I've already proven I can't do that. But if I had to guess, I would say 2015. And, There's a
2: year for Paul. Yeah. You're in escape <laughs> rooms, you're doing tabletop
3: role playing. <laughs> yes, huge year. Um, but basically a friend messaged me one day and said, you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? um and i said no but i love board games and so i was like keen and he was like come along mm. tonight and i thought dungeons and dragons was like kind of a just a standard board game um you know a settlers of catan ah. kind of situation where i'd show up play for 2 hours go home but basically i went along and we were just building our characters and um, rolling for skills and choosing weapons and stuff and then I went home, like, having not played anything, just, like, uh, designed you this got character. session zeroed. Yes. And then, basically, I was trapped and, um, <laughs> for, for years. And, but it was so fun. Ultimately, um, really had a great time. And um, I actually want to get back into it because it's been a couple of years now since I, since I, I left that group. But um, I, I really want to get my way back in there. But I feel like it's a hot kind of uh, commodity. A spot in this in this team.
2: I uh, mm. I've played a, a little. I've guested uh, Some friends have a D and D podcast in Australia called Dragon Friends. We've and, had them. on Yeah, as they've well. been on our show. I've uh, been uh, I've been on their show consistently. Probably is the worst part of it. Uh, <laughs> that's not for you know want of trying. I just um, they're all incredibly familiar with the world, and I'm I'm not. Uh, and then I played one D and D campaign with some other comics over a Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We'd get two or three sessions in a week, and that was probably the most versed I became in in the mm. experience. So I, I I get it, but um I like to surround myself by competence so I can sort of uh, antagonise and frustrate those around me, which I don't know will work in this capacity as Paul and I will be working as a team within one entity. <laughs>
1: Let's find out, shall we?
2: I think so Wish we could Um, I
1: think
0: you could Uh, I think yeah, I think we're good to go Danny, would you like to get us uh, into the room?
1: Alright, let's get you into this tunnel The tunnel goes on forever Your feet have been hurting the entire time But your friend, whoever they are, is at the end You're not being recorded This is where you're supposed to be It would, you know, just be nice if something happened. You know, some positive feedback to let you know that you are going in the right direction, but there's been next to nothing. There are sterile lights on the wall every so often, and at one point you saw a smudge that may have been half a footprint, but that was so long ago now you aren't sure, maybe you imagined it. And already you will the place. Just be finished, let me out, hurry up, give me some sort of... oh. You turn a corner and you come face to face with the door. It's wooden and it does not look like it belongs here nor does it look like it goes back to the outside world. You know you're underground to some level and this door doesn't look like the sort of door that leads you back up but have to get to the end of the tunnel. You wanted something to change and here it is so you put your hand on the doorknob and you turn it. You walk through the wooden door into a small dimly lit space. You're at the top of a short set of stairs there are just four of them And then there's a narrow, cement-on-all-sides room. At the other end is a metal door with a mat on the floor in front of it. The only decorations you can see on the wall are, up the far end, two dim lights sticking out from either side of the door. And that is it. And call it a psychic hunch, but you somehow don't think that metal door is just going to swing open for you when you get to it.
3: I mean, my first thought is, is look under the mat. Sometimes people put put a key under there.
2: Yeah, or even a, a clue as to where a key might be. Yes.
3: Is that, is that a, a possibility? Could, could we lift the mat?
1: Absolutely. You go over, it's an old grotty sort of mat. You lift it up and sure enough, there is something under here. It is a slender remote control with a whole heap of buttons on it. You recognize the normal ones, you know, a power button. There's a plus and a minus for raising or lowering the levels of something. And then the rest of the buttons are unlabeled, but each one is a different color. You have a massive rainbow of colors here.
3: Wow. A
2: remote control. Must be pretty svelte Mm -hmm. to have been tucked under that mat.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know how smart remotes are nowadays.
2: They're very thin. Okay. Okay. I'd, I'd quite like to press one of the up or down buttons once.
1: All right. Uh, you press it once and you don't really notice much. You think, I don't know, maybe the intensity of the light changes a little bit, but it was such a small degree. doesn't even really seem worth noting.
2: Okay. I'd like to press it up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do. And again, you don't really notice much. Maybe it's already maxed out, but then you press the minuses. And it seems like it doesn't change much. It must be already minned out as well. Maybe these lights just aren't really designed to change their intensity too much.
3: Hmm. And so the other buttons. There's a bunch of coloured buttons. Did you say? Yes. Is there a yellow button?
1: There are probably like four different yellow buttons. Uh, but yeah, you find I one. I want to press the you can one that's like, like one.
3: Yeah, it's like a nice warm shade of yellow, like a nice kind of slightly orangey yellow. I'll press that well, one.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. So the lights at the moment they're a bit of a sad, soft yellow. So you give them a bit more warmth. Uh, you press this, and yet yeah, they change to this just slightly more orange one, and you feel a little bit better. Nothing happens, but you feel better. Mm.
2: So, so they're very much controlling the lights, it seems, Guy. It does seem like the remote is directly tethered to the lights. I wonder if anything would change if we were to turn the lights out. Yeah. Because instinctively, I don't want to do that because it'll get kind of scary. That's right, and it goes against the advice we were given by our dear friend Enrique Iglesias. What was what was his advice? <laughs> well, yeah, he encourages you to to not turn out the lights. Oh right, ei ei. Oh right, yes, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I glad think I remember let's... this song. Do we do we hold down the minus button or do we press the power button? It sounds like the ups and downs are pretty useless. So I reckon, are you brave? Are we brave yeah. enough to push it once? Yeah, let's. Um, this we let's... push it firmly and with confidence.
1: You do so. Uh, the lights go out.
2: Do we Ugh. hear you
0: anything?
1: You start to feel pretty unsettled by that. No, nothing seems to change. So you get bored and quickly turn them back on.
3: Okay. What about like you know you know when. There's like those blue UV lights. You turn them mm. and you can see some white like writing. Yeah, yeah. Could could I hit a button that looks like a kind of um bluey, purpley UV light colour?
1: Anything that looks bluey or purpley, you're pretty sure is just blue or purple. But yeah, yeah you pick a nice purple ish one that seems appropriate. And you well, nothing seems to change. You don't really see any huge glowing messages. But you know what, you go a little bit closer to the lights, because you never know, they don't seem that powerful, and you actually do see something on the wall, sort of behind one of the lights. You aren't sure if the colour of the light had anything to do with this, it may have just been small letters that were behind it the whole time. Mm. Uh, It's in something that looks like pink chalk, and it says, Push on, if our plan works, we'll both be free. Pink writing... You happen to know you've seen that before. Your mystery friend happens to like writing in pink, so it's nice that they're leaving you some words of encouragement.
2: Did we um? Did we try open the door? We haven't touched the door. We've just been mucking around with the remote.
3: Yeah, maybe should we should we try and open the door?
2: Should we set the lights on yeah. pink before we do it?
3: Yeah, a nice calming colour. Yeah,
2: and in solidarity with our friend.
3: Okay,
1: that's that's only fair. All right, you do that. Uh, now, which door—the metal door that leads onwards, or the wooden door that you came through?
2: Push on. We're going to continue moving forward. We'd like to push the metal door, please.
1: So this metal door at the end of the room, it's locked. And it feels like it might be hermetically sealed. You can't see a normal handle or anything. And you take a look at the lock thing that is on it. And it's a 4x4 grid of square buttons. You squint to see if they have any letters or numbers on them, but there's nothing. However, you do notice under this mild pink light that you've got going, the buttons all appear to be slightly different colours. So you've got a couple that appear a similar sort of pink. Some of them have a more reddish tone to them now. Some of them are almost black.
3: Okay.
2: Is there there any immediately detectable pattern to the way in which the colours change?
1: There is not.
3: What about how our friend said push on. I know we already tried to push the on button. Can I, what if we try holding holding it in? I'm yeah, going to push on. it doesn't on. seem to work. Oh. Okay. In
1: fact, you know, when you hold a power button, that just resets everything if you hold it for long enough. So <laughs>
3: okay. the okay. lights
1: just go through a basic reset. And, you know, they're, they're back to yellow again now.
3: I'd, I'd like to make them pink again, please.
1: <laughs> okay, that's only fair.
2: And I would, if possible, I would like to mirror the colors that we see starting in the top left corner of the 4x4 grid I'd like to push them sequentially going left to right down the rows onto the remote.
1: Oh, okay. You have a lot more than 4x4 on the remote. Uh, so, like, there's there's an awful lot of buttons that.
2: But I'm sort of, don't... as best I can, I'm matching the colours that I see on the 4x4 lock oh, I see. to the colours on the remote.
1: Yeah, as best you can, you give it a go. Some of them don't quite match up because it very much looks like the buttons on the door, their shades are just being affected by what light is in mm. the room. So they've ah. kind of got that sort of weird mixed sort of thing going on.
0: I, yeah. If the first uh. two buttons are red, then blue, you hit red, but then the blue turns to a strange brown color, mm. and it doesn't quite you can't quite sequence them very well. Well, I hope you don't mind my yeah, language, ev- but
2: a, a fat lot of good that is. Whoa, whoa. Should we inspect? I mean, we took something from beneath the mat, but we didn't actually check the underside of the mat. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
3: we'll look closer at the mat, please.
1: Yeah, it's so old that if there were ever any sort of welcome message on either side of it, it must have eroded long ago.
2: Mm. I'd like to make a note of that so that if I ever wind up back here, I could bring them a new mat.
1: Oh, that's so nice.
3: We looked close and we saw the chalk on the lights,
2: but let's look close at the other light, maybe.
1: The other light, it has nothing. There was one good light in here.
2: Okay. Uh, Maybe we trace back the four steps running our hand along the wall.
1: So going back to those steps, there are only four of them, so this is pretty easy. As you were coming down the stairs, you didn't notice anything weird about them. But turning around, so standing in the middle of the room and turning around to look at them, you do notice there's something going on with them. On the vertical fronts of each step, there are letters that have been, it looks like, industrial spray painted on, you know, like they'd have on the sides of road things. Uh, So you've got just some words or Letters, at least. These are not words that you recognize. All in capital letters, taking up the space of the stair. So, on the top step, you see the letters P-R-E-S-E. The next one is W-U-R-P-L-N. Wurplin. The third step down is B-H-E-E. B-H-E-E. And the fourth step? Oh, this one you recognize. It says plus. P L U S.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Presser Werplin. So we're currently looking for patterns, rhythm, or consistency amongst the uh, the letters (laughs) or words dispersed on the steps.
3: Press purple. Press purple. I reckon it says press purple. Is my first gut. Press purple.
2: Something plus. So okay, if you take the that
3: if you take that S from the plus though and move it up to the Oh blue, plus blue, press purple. Okay, if you take the S from the bottom, move All it up right. to the top.
2: Yeah. And take the E, switch those, and then you <laughs> sw- swap the L and the U with the H and the E. That's how you get to Blue, but then you lose plus. Blue.
3: And what does that become?
2: It would become B V.
3: Fee. P H E E. Fee. Nanny McPhee. Ah. The hit hit children's film Nanny McPhee.
2: Uh, We'd like to fondly reminisce on the hit children's (laughs) film Nanny McPhee. I haven't seen that. Well, we'd like to speculate as to what might be contained inside of it. Okay.
1: We don't know if that film exists in this universe. Oh,
2: Oh, no. They probably couldn't get the rights. Perhaps not unlike the hit film yesterday, we suddenly realized that we've had an incredible <laughs> idea for a film <laughs> that no one else is aware exists.
3: Press?
1: Right, well, I, I, do, while you're you... doing that, there is still one thing left in the room that could be further observed.
3: Uh, oh, the wooden door? I'd like to look up at the wooden door that we came through.
1: You look at the back of that door and there is indeed something drawn on there. Looks like someone put it on in some texter, sort of a picture, more like a diagram or a flowchart though, and you're having that sent to you.
0: Yes. So for people at home, you can see this flowchart. There's a link in the uh, the show notes below. Uh, but uh, Paul, would you like to describe to our viewers this flowchart that you can see on the back of the door?
3: Yeah. So basically it's got the the four oblongs, which I, I believe are uh, symbolizing the, the front of the stairs. And it's saying, like, move it's got arrows pointing, which I think is symbolizing move the letter to that spot, which is, I think, the route we were going down.
2: So, move the the far right, the far right and left letters.
3: Yes, I believe. So, I think we're going the S goes up to become that makes it press, press. the E comes down to become
2: purple. And the P gets pushed down to be purple. Press purple. The W.
3: Then. Then blue. P- press purple, then blue, I think.
1: Ooh, where does a T come from? Um, where
3: does a T come from? And I've actually says, gone and made up a T.
2: Okay. So it says press purple. <laughs> we push the W down. When, and then the N down. When. And then we push the B down. Press purple, when blue.
3: That's – I have kind of a, a speech impediment where <laughs> T's sound a lot like <laughs> W's yeah. uh, the other way around. But – um. Yeah.
2: Press purple when blue.
3: You're doing a horrific job of oh. this escape room.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I was really torried it would go poorly. Okay. You've got oh, it as whoa. well.
0: Guy, don't make fun of Paul Williams' speech. <laughs> no,
2: yes. no, no, no. I think I just, I'm very uh, empathetic. And so when I'm around <laughs> someone like Paul, I sort of instinctively emulate.
3: Okay. So, so we're going to try that.
2: Press purple, when blue. So, oh. I guess we set the lights to blue. Blue, and then we press the purple, purple button on yes. the 4x4.
3: I like what you I like what you're saying, and I agree all right, with Right,
1: you pick your you pick your favorite shade of blue on the remote, you press it, the lights turn nice, maybe a little less nice than the pink, but you'll have to deal with it. And you look at those buttons, and 3 of those buttons are very distinctly purple under this light. So, you smash them all down at once and you hear the sound of a vacuum-y unsealing, and the door inches open. Awesome! You push it open the rest of the way, you're feeling hopeful, but on the other side, there's another long room, even longer, and this one is dark. There are no lights in this room, and the lights from the previous room don't actually stretch very far into it. Maybe the walls here have been painted with Vantablack or something so it's absorbing more light than usual. It is going to be really hard to see if you take even a few steps in. So before you do that, you try. You just stand here in the doorway and try to see what you can see. You're pretty sure right over at the far end there's another door. The floor you can see is kind of older and bumpier than in the last room. Over on the right wall, maybe two thirds of the way down, there's a very narrow window. And on the left wall, right opposite it, there's a small device. You cannot tell what it is. What is that? Um, maybe you'll just have to take a couple of steps forward. But a couple of steps forward is all it takes for something to happen. That device starts beeping. And not a nice beep, it's a very angry warning beep. And beep, you. Beep! I'm pretty, pretty sure. You have just tripped a weirdly human-sounding alarm. Beep!
2: I do not um, care for this beep. Beep. Oh, it's sinister. So we're in the darkness. We've we've triggered an alarm. There's a window.
3: The, the bumpy floor is interesting, and I, I wouldn't mind bending down and just kind of touching that with my hands, hands a bit.
1: Uh, you start as close to the entrance door as you can, and you sweep your hands over the floor until you find some quite deep cracks in this cement. Here's one right in front of you. Oh, and there's another one immediately above it, hardly any space between them. They feel like two just horizontal lines going left to right, both of them exactly the same length and so smooth and precise that you have a sneaking suspicion this is not just wear and tear. You feel around for another one. You have to go a little further. It's it's farther away, but it's kind of similar. It's a horizontal line. Except from the very left tip, it turns sharply down towards you.
3: The very left tip turns sharply down towards you. Down
1: towards you. You keep going and you find a couple more. The next one that you find, it's a bit more complicated. Uh, It comes down, then right, up, right, down. Last crack. There's one that goes up, right, down. Right up.
3: Hmm.
2: Hmm. And are these all on the same (sighs) horizontal plane or are they dispersed like up and down?
1: Relatively evenly dispersed apart from the first horizontal pair of lines.
2: So there's two lines. Then there's the left to down. And then above that you've got down, right, up, right, down. And then above that you've got up, right, down, right, up.
1: Yes. Yeah. All good.
2: Is this a,
3: I think it's a number. Like is it? Is it one one seven five two? Is kind of what it sounds like. Like that. Yeah.
2: Is is there a um a lot is there if, if we approach the alarm, do they have braille mm-hmm. on the keys of where the alarm is currently sounding?
1: <laughs> yeah. Alright, well luckily for you, this alarm, it's got a teeny tiny flashing red light on it. So while it doesn't give you much else for the rest of the room, it gives you just enough light that you can take a peek at its interface. It wants a number to be input to disable the alarm. And ooh, on its faint digital screen, you see the words, three attempts remaining.
3: Oh, man. Okay. Um, what do you reckon about that? One, one, seven, five, two. With We've one... got three
2: attempts. I mean, we know it's going to be wrong, but we'll also feel like fools if we don't try it.
3: <laughs> I think I think we go for it. Um, I'm going to try, or well, we, because we're the same Character, mm-hmm. um, and because I don't want to take all the blame, we're going to, to put in <laughs> one one seven five two.
1: You put in those numbers, and then you press whatever the enter button is on this alarm, and it keeps beeping, and the message now says two attempts remaining.
3: Oh boy!
2: I told you can not I- to. I told you not to do that.
3: Can I um <laughs> just quickly
2: feel the cracks one more time?
1: Yep. Uh, everything that you did was perfect.
2: Oh, okay. You
1: did not make yeah, any think, crack I, mistakes.
2: I think um, we just enjoyed the feel of the tactile feel of the cracks so much. We just want to spend a bit more time just enjoying oh, that's the totally
1: fine,
2: the coarse, yeah, perfectly carved concrete
3: cracks. Mm. I guess it could be five two L one one. What if it's a four code number? And yeah, because how many codes are five numbers?
2: Usually it's four, is it not? Yeah. So what if You those...
0: only, only found four, right?
2: What if well, the two is so a much. Roman two, so it's 2752? It's a good thought,
3: but with two <laughs> attempts remaining, I'm not sure I want to risk it. Can, can mm, we look you might be
0: the... able to find something that gives you a better idea.
2: Yeah. Mm, perhaps near the window. <laughs> the conveniently mentioned window. <laughs>
1: You stumble over to that little window. It's quite high, so you have to stand on your toes a little bit to look out. But then you immediately draw back. (gasps) There is a person on the other side.
3: Oh, Oh, wow. Chills. Genuine chills.
1: Granted, though, they were not looking at you. So after a moment, they don't seem to peek back. And you're pretty sure they wouldn't be able to see you anyway. So you, you go back up there. You take another look. It's pretty dark on that person's side as well. The only reason you could see them was because there's a little portable lamp sitting on the floor near their feet, casting a glow over a small area. That person, they're sitting down, and by the looks of it, they have fallen asleep in their chair. They are wearing a security guard uniform, and just faintly, you're just at the right angle that you can see an ID lanyard of some sort hanging from his belt. You're going to be sent that.
0: Yes, again, for people at home, this link is in the show notes. You can have a look at this ID badge yourself. But uh, Guy, would you like to have a crack at describing this for our listeners at
2: home?
1: In excruciating detail. excruciating detail.
0: All
2: right. Well, it appears that the uniform is some sort of purplish hue. And then there is a brown, presumably leather belt, off of which their security tag is hanging by a piece of elastic string, I'm going to guess. There's a metal clip. And on the security card, it reads... Simply L, capital L, capital S, dot security. And then beneath that, in all caps, name. And the name of the security guard, we believe, is Mark, with a C, M-A-R-C, Wasserman, or Wasserman, W-A-S-S-E-R-M-A-N. Beneath with that. With thanks
1: to Patreon donor, Mark Wasserman.
2: a oh, huge oh, shout cool. out to Mark Wasserman. Uh, and then beneath that, we have, in all caps, it says access code. And then beneath that there are five dashes, like hangman-style dashes. So five, probably denoting five letters. Beneath that, three dashes. Beneath that, another five. And beneath that, four dashes. So it goes five, three... Oh, no, five, three, six. My apologies. Five, three, six, four. And then on the bottom right-hand corner, there is a very rudimentary sketch, which I am assuming (laughs) is of the security guard, Mark Wasserman himself. Or perhaps... Just a a doodle before falling asleep. (laughs) What is Mark Wasserman hiding is the question I'm wondering. This is a pretty sinister character. Um, So the access code very well could be 5364. But, I mean, how is that connected to the other number we have?
3: Yeah. I mean, with two
2: attempts left, I feel
3: like we can't risk it. That first one I was feeling pretty good about. But, um. Mm.
2: Huh.
1: Two is a lot less than three.
2: Yeah. Yeah, by, yeah. By one. But you know, circumstantially it does feel like a bigger bigger shrinking in opportunity than one. So so we're seeing his thing from the
3: his card from the light cast from a, a small lamp, is that correct? Correct. Hmm. Is is there anything else we can see in this room?
1: No, that seems to be all that's relevant.
3: Hmm. Alright. Back in, back in the room we're in, have, we haven't really looked at the indoor yet, have we?
2: We've not checked it out at it's all. It's quite dark, though. Yeah, but we could feel around with our hands. Yeah. Could yeah, we just that's very, exactly very what you have to do. Softly feel the entirety of the door that is accessible from our height.
1: Yep, gotcha. You fumble around, you touch what you can touch, and eventually your hand finds a door handle. But when you twist it, nothing happens. Bit more fumbling around, and you find a cable. Uh, it seems to be connecting the door to the alarm, so it looks like the alarm needs disabling before the door will open.
2: Uh, hmm. And there's no nothing else on the door, obviously.
1: Not that you can tell in the dark.
3: Looking back at the door we've come through, is it? Can we see anything there? Or no, that towards sadly. Where the light was. You'd... No, yeah. no good to us. <laughs> no good to uh, us.
2: All good.
1: You dealt with that door. You've already Access. accomplished all it has to offer.
2: Huge. I mean, hmm. we now have all the information we're going to get. Yeah, and I'm <laughs>
3: st- I'm scared. <laughs> yep. With two, two attempts, is really uh, scary. Mm. Um, f- um, five, three, seven, four, the five, three,
2: six, four.
3: Yeah, six, four.
2: But so you got that other thing where you see sixes as sevens. Yes. Yes. See where the popular idiom I'm all sixes and sevens comes from. Yeah. Port <laughs> Williams perpetual misunderstanding of numbers. Um 11752. 1, 1, I what if we reverse that 25711? 1, 1. Yeah.
3: I mean, I feel like th- that access code with the access code we're seeing mm-hmm. those dashes and it's not mm-hmm. that we can't make out the numbers. Is that correct? No, they no. are They are actually yeah. dashes.
1: Describing them as hangman-like was very appropriate.
3: Yes, okay. Access code dashes. And
0: oh. as you feel those numbers on the floor, I think your first uh, assessment that it was an 11 rather than two ones is probably most accurate based on how oh, they're yeah. spaced out as you feel them.
3: Uh, okay. That, that really changes things, right? 11... <laughs> How does that change things?
2: Well, 11. 11.752. Do you think, is it too gung-ho to just punch in what it says on Mike Wasserman's security badge? It's too obvious, isn't it?
3: It, Well, that is an option. Yeah. So, so you're thinking we should try the 5364 dash code.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if the other numbers will be valuable after we've, we we've entered that. What do you think all clues must tally to allow us out of this Okay.
3: Screen? Hear me out. I think I've got it. Maybe. Wait. <gasps> no, maybe not. I think say that it was- loud. No, go no, for it. Please. I was going to say like, yourself. 11 has, 11 has six letters. Two it has does. three letters. Mm-hmm. Five has four, four letters. letters. Seven mm-hmm. has five letters? It does. So, I'm thinking we're going 7, 2, 11, 5. What are you thinking? I think surely. Yeah. Hang, that's why hangman was such a good analogy, because we're not looking for numbers there. We're looking for letters.
2: I think I'm glad to be a part of the same person as you. <laughs> okay. Let's try <laughs> it.
1: You push in 7, two, one, one, five, and the alarm falls silent.
3: <sighs> we got there. You did it. Good job. We got the there. attempts
1: message disappears from the screen, and instead, all that shows up is disabled. Press one to rearm. Yeah, no, no, thank you. We, so we instead, hover
2: our finger over the one button, and then we remove the super it. Super fun,
1: happy slide.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you have me worried.
1: <laughs> all right. You turn your attention to the door. That door has now cracked open. So fantastic. You push it open and step through, and sadly, it is still ridiculously dark in the next room. Man, tunnels! This is the worst! That said, this one feels different. It's a little bit drafty, it's more open, and your footsteps, you almost feel like they're echoing, and from somewhere, somewhere in front of you, you, you hear an ominous sound. Creak, creak, creak. Ugh. Instinct tells you to walk kind of slowly, and that is a good instinct, because after a while... You move your left foot forward one more step, and it does not hit floor, it hits air. You draw back, you crouch down, you use your hands to feel around what's going on, and you find a pit, a hole that reaches the entire width of the room, stretching you don't know how far across. And you can't, you, surely you can't be expected to jump, and you keep feeling around, and oh, there's something. There's a wooden board, like a single floorboard. It's nailed to the edge and it goes across the gap for you to walk on. But then you fumble around a bit more and some distance to the right of that one, you find a second one and then a third and a fourth. So there are four separate boards and one very ominous pit. Hey everyone, we just want to take one minute of your time for a quick ad break.
0: Now, nobody likes ominous pits, but you know what people do like? crossword puzzles oh yeah
1: especially us now the one thing about crosswords is once you get the idea of it the formula of it you know how to do a crossword they're up they're down but have you heard of a variety crossword oh
0: do you mean like the variety crosswords designed by eric berlin for puzzle snacks
1: that's right i do mean new york times published eric berlin (laughs) uh so puzzle snacks
0: is a subscription puzzle service It's only $3 a month and you get weekly puzzles delivered to your inbox.
1: The level is great for everybody, for an individual, for people to work together. It's a great activity for your kids as well. And I know summer holidays are coming up for some of you.
0: So check out PuzzleSnacks.com. There is a link below and you can even go and try a free puzzle on their website. You will immediately get hooked and then go sign up and enjoy your crosswords. Back to the hole. Back to the hole.
3: And did we hear quite a bit of creaking? It's not what you want to hear.
2: No, I find creaks to be ominous at the best of times, but let alone in this dark and sinister tunnel mm, with a pit. Yeah, it's probably mm. one of the last things we wanted to hear.
3: Yeah. Okay. So there's a there's a large pit with four wooden planks.
2: Could you mm. could you, uh, unless it's not worthwhile, could you just please re-describe for me everything that we noticed before we got to the pit and the planks?
1: So you noticed it felt a little bit drafty and there was definitely a little bit more of an echo than usual and that creak, creak, creak sound.
2: Which was coming from what direction? In front of us.
1: It was definitely coming in front of you. Now that you are right up and close to the pit, you've got a little bit more detail about what's going on there. It definitely sounds like those creaks are coming from... Somewhere in the middle, maybe the very middles of those floorboards, and you get a horrible feeling that maybe these guys are on the verge of rotting, and if you pick the wrong one and walk too far across it, like to the very middle of it, it might snap under you. Okay. And meanwhile, that sort of draftiness, you can feel a slight breeze Coming from the left wall, sort of low down, like maybe sort of from the left side of the pit. You aren't really sure where it's coming from or what's causing it. But it's like flowing from the left through the pit towards the right.
2: Okay. Some wind coming through. That's mm. quite nice. Hmm. Maybe we um we just take a moment to enjoy the gentle breeze brushing across our face. Hmm.
0: As the breeze picks up again and brushes across your face, you once again hear,
3: creak, creak, oh, man. creak. Should we should we pull the bits of wood
2: back towards us so
3: we can kind of like assess, assess, their. assess their
2: structural integrity? Maybe admire with our hands how exactly they're fixed to the floor as well. Oh, they're fixed to the floor? Well, I don't, we yeah, don't know. Yeah,
1: they're, they're nailed into the floor, oh, but right. you give you have a bit of a feel around them, and Yeah, you know that, obviously, at the very least, your mystery friend must have been here recently. Maybe that security guard walked along this recently, so at least one of them has to be good. But it's very hard to feel from where you are. They all feel just that tiny bit moist. Like, any one of them could be a risk.
3: Do we have anything we can, like, send out as, like, a tester, you know? There's nothing heavy in the last room or anything?
1: Nothing human weight, for sure. Mm
2: -hmm. The wind is blowing from our left to right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: what uh, can we gain from that it, wind? Is
2: it warm or is it chilly?
1: Uh, a little cool, like a sea breeze.
0: Hmm. And once again, as it blows from left to right, you hear
1: creak, creak, creak.
3: So it seems like a sea breeze. My car, I park out right by the beach, and the <gasps> salty wind water. Blows up and really uh, does a number on the uh, the paint job. The paint job, mm. which makes me think this salty wind would probably not be great for these planks of wood.
2: There's a very persistent creaking as well. Not a huge amount of other supplementary information mm. available in this room. No. Could we say the words "creak, creak, creak"?
1: Well, you could say creek, 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 but you quickly get out of time with the breeze because it goes creek, creek,
3: Hmm. What do you reckon? I'm just scared we're going to plummet to our deaths. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the fear. Yeah.
2: One of the big things you don't want to happen is to plummet to your death. Yeah.
3: It would, yeah, it would be a real bummer if we um, plummeted. Yeah, just plummeted. This creaking is...
2: It's persistent, and it's actually driving me nuts.
3: Yes. Well, I mean, we said we didn't like it as soon as we got in the room, and it, it, it does not stop.
2: Yeah, it goes on undeterred. It does.
0: In fact, right now, you hear it go past, you hear two big breezes, one after the other, and you hear it go, creak, 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 creak,
2: creak. So it repeats it. Repeated. So it goes, creak, 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 and then a second yes. breeze, Oh, creak, creak. Same. Yes. Creek. Okay, so so the wind yes. is coming
3: across. The first one's From creaking. Left to right. Creek,
2: creak, creak. So it's the third. It's the third one because the first two creak and then there's a pause and then the fourth one creaks. Would like to lock that in, I think. The third board.
1: All right. You put all your weight on this board. Makes you a little nervous because at the start, that feels just as precarious as any of the others. But as you shuffle towards the middle, that breeze keeps blowing, and you can distinctly hear it's the other boards around you that are creaking, and not this one. You've got the strong silent type. So, you resist the urge (laughs) to leap across quickly, you take it slow and steady, and at last, you make it to solid ground again. Whew. Alright. You slowly start walking again. You turn a corner to your right. And, oh god, oh no, there's another pit, and you aren't sure, but you just can tell, this one is bigger, it's longer, and uh, there's still a mysterious breeze here coming from your left, only this time the floorboards are making a lot more noise, and you can tell, you feel around, there are five boards this time, they feel about the same as the last ones, but there are definitely five of them that you can feel, and yeah, they're being quite noisy. Creak, creak. Creek, creak creak creek, creek,
2: creak, creak Okay, so soft loud, soft loud, break, loud soft, soft loud. Creek, 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 Sound like there's a bit of a pause here between the between <laughs> the in the last four after it goes mm. loud quiet. Beat, quiet, loud. I was taking it that it went
3: small, big, small, big, break, big, small. Was, yeah, and was,
2: then break again, small, big.
3: So there's five things,
2: but we're hearing eight sounds. But Is it, is it all through one breeze? Is that one breeze coming through? As one breeze this passes one along. the big from... old breeze through right. this
1: extra long pit. More extra big.
3: long pit. Is each one making two noises, you know, or is it? Dun, so, dun dun dun, dun, dun. big dun, dun. small, dun, dun. small big. You'd think feel that like so...
1: audio puzzles in the audio medium would be the easy one.
3: Mm, no, but They're the toughest. Mm. So the one difference is that one of them is going big small, right?
2: Yeah, which is either block, which is either plank three or four.
3: What would that mean? I'm my brain hurts from this one. Mm. Oh,
2: maybe um. Small, big, small, big. So one and two are out, shall we say? Yeah. And then on block three, it's missing the small creek. So it just goes big. Mm-hmm. And then on block four, it's just got a small creek. Oh, so there's yeah. there's no big creek. And then on block five, it's small, big. So block four, there is a creek, but it's Bits only small. small. It's the only one missing yes. a, a larger I creek. I like that.
3: I like that. Can we hear the creeks one more time?
2: Creek, 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 creek. Creek,
0: creak, creek,
3: creek. I think that's
2: I believe uh, you have that's correct. definitely that's yeah. definitely it, right. So whichever block we just surmised, which I believe was block four.
1: You step on that one, the second board from the right, and just like with the first pit, you feel sturdy enough, so inch by inch you scuttle forward until you sort of feel like you're getting towards the middle. But then you feel something you didn't expect. The end of this pipe isn't hitting solid ground it's hitting like a pipe like an interim islandy sort of thing and then you feel another section of board in front of you and you go oh that explains the double creaking these are two boards across a doubly long gap so you've reached the end of your first board and then you pause and go oh hold on is it definitely safe to keep going forward along this second from the right one
3: Okay, that's one, we'll go, the first plank is one, and then the second one is 1.1, and then two, and then 2.2. <laughs> so we've gone along four, but now we're at a crossroads where we are choosing whether to go 4.1, or to continue, or to change.
2: So we could change to like 4.1 or 4.2. I think,
3: I think. wait, so, so that's 1.1, small then 1.2, yeah, we'll go 1.1 1. 1 and 1.2. 1. 1.2 1. 2 is big, then 2.1 is small, then 2.2 2 is big, then, oh no, it doesn't make sense. But, Where you so are
0: in the middle now, if you heard the breeze again from the centre, there would be no small or big creeks. All the creeks would be just as creaky from the centre.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Back where
0: you were on the other side, there were small and big creeks.
3: Okay. Oh, no, 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 wait. Wait, because the small creek is presumably further away.
2: So so should we mm.
3: switch? We should go four and then switch to three?
2: Yeah, three's missing the... The the further further away away one.
1: All right, so you go back up the fourth one, and, look, jumping from one floorboard to another seems like the worst thing you could possibly do with rotten wooden boards, but... You know what choice you have so you stretch out your left leg as far as it will go and you find your footing on the next floorboard and it holds so you balance for dear life and you manage to get all the way across to the other end of this really long pit okay you get walking again you turn once more to the right if there is another pit you swear you Ooh, wait hold on way way down the end you think you see a light a dim one man-made coming from a lamp on the floor. You recognise that lamp. Ooh, it looks like right up the far end there's a T-junction with a left and a right turn available to you. But before you can get to that, with the light you can actually see there is one more pit. And it looks like a nightmare. You're glad you couldn't see the last ones. Immediately in front of you there are 15 wooden boards stretching over the largest hole yet and there's another 15 beyond them, some of which crisscross over each other. The creaking is ridiculous. Creak, 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 creak! Your head is spinning, and the breeze coming from your left is not as gentle this time. It's actually strong enough that you stumble and you almost fall into the pit, and the rope whips around and nearly hits you in the face. The rope. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow, you were so focused on the chaos of those boards, you, you didn't even notice there's a rope suspended in the ceiling.
3: Um, if we give that a bit of a tug, does that feel, how does that feel?
1: You, it, it feels absolutely sturdy. You can half swing, half walk across the gap. No difficulty whatsoever.
3: Okay, let's let's do that, <laughs> I think.
1: Great, you do it. There is absolutely no problem. You only had to do two board challenges. All right, great. Oh, so wonderful. you get to the end of that T-junction. So you you take a quick look.
2: Trickers. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You tiptoe over to the end of that T junction. To the left, there's a short corridor and there's a giant wheel looking round door. And you look to your right and it's an immediate dead end. And there is guard Mark sleeping in
2: his chair.
3: Man, this guy. He's really tired.
2: He must be naked. Yeah. Uh, So we can either. If around with our guard, is at a dead end, or attempt to navigate this wheel door to our left. I, yeah, I
3: say we look close, closer at this wheel door.
1: So this door, it's huge, it's round, sort of like the door to a bank vault, but it's got spokes all around the outside, a bit like a ship captain's wheel. You mess around a tiny bit with these spokes, just quietly, and you see from the mechanisms, they're currently in a, sort of a neutral setting, but they can either be pushed in or pulled out. And both on the spokes and in the centre of the wheel, there is quite a bit of writing. And the glow of Guard Wasserman's lamp carries just far enough that you can read everything from here.
0: Uh, Yes, so people uh, at home, you can see this uh, lovely door image. Uh, But uh, I believe, Paul, it's your turn. Would you like to describe what this door looks like?
3: Okay. yeah, so there's a big wheel, very much like a captain's steering wheel on a ship. And it has numbers kind of scattered around it, not in the the usual order. Uh, there's 1, 11, 2, 4, 8, 12, 6, 3, 9, 10, 7, 5. So basically it's 1 to 12, I think. Except the numbers are all scattered higgledy. higgledy. Yes. And then written in pink chalk, it says answers hidden inside
2: with two exclamation marks. From our friend. I assume that's the pink chalk from our friend. And so did you say that the numbers that are sort of like the spokes on the wheel, mm. they're all on a neutral center, but you can push them in.
1: You can push them or pull them.
2: Okay, so they've got two ways they could go. Um I think Mark might yeah, have something. We've got something to go and check it out. He's got a lamp. He's fast yeah. I mean he's slept through so much so far. Yeah. We can be pretty <laughs> confident that he's gonna remain unconscious. But we we would very quietly like to go and inspect Mark, his security tag, the immediate surroundings, just that whole situation, really.
1: No problem. All right, so you've got the lamp. looks battery-operated, sitting by his feet. It's bright enough to light up a small circle around whoever's got it. Uh, Mark himself, he hasn't moved. He's definitely still dozing. But you don't think it would actually take that much to wake him. And you're a little surprised that all that creaking didn't do it already. In fact, are his eyes twitching already? Hmm may have to be quiet, but uh, even if you're completely silent, he might wake up on his own anyway, and you might need to make a plan for that, because he, honestly, there's no bones about it, he looks like he is a lot stronger and faster than you.
2: Oh, damn. I mean,
3: do we bop him on the head? <laughs> is, that a, is that an option? <laughs> <laughs> it also, he might be nice, he might just tell us the, the code. Yeah, I mean based
1: on look, your experience of the last couple of days, you're fi- you're having some significant trust
3: issues.
2: We can't trust you. But you also
1: don't know how confident you are about your head bopping ability.
2: Yeah, okay. okay. Something more creative than a bop and less naive than befriending Mark.
0: Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> yes, guy, I know that you are a nice guy, but yeah. Mark Wasserman is not.
2: Well, wow, Paul's a bad he's got boy. A, he's,
0: got a bad, he's got a second badge you see on his chest that says certified bad boy. Yeah. So wow. He won't I mean, be friendly that at does all. It does
2: mean that Paul's probably liable to get along with him yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Paul's got that same badge. <laughs> ah, but if only Paul
0: Williams was in the room instead, it's I this know. mysterious
2: character. Um, the perils of role playing. All right. So it's there's nothing about him to suggest that there's a clue.
3: Answers hidden no, inside. I, Maybe we think that's,
2: we walk back to the wheel and we attempt to remove the central console where it says are hidden inside. Inside of the numbers, we attempt to remove that plate.
1: Ah, so that doesn't move out in any way. But yeah, the more you try to mess with it, you actually feel like this thing is kind of creaky. If you try to mess with it too much, Mark is gonna wake.
3: Okay. Man, a lot of creakiness. I, uh, what about the lamp?
1: The lamp is, it, it's pretty much what it looks like. Very, okay. very mobile, battery-operated. Doesn't battery cast operated. too much light, but enough.
3: Okay. And uh, and if we open the battery thing, there's just normal batteries in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, nothing fancy. Yeah. That's just to okay. tell you it's not plugged in.
3: I was just making sure there were no answers hidden
2: inside. <laughs> but we, we could, uh, <laughs> no, that's fair. Per- perhaps carry the lamp around some of the darker areas towards the wheel even. You've got to have that lamp, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, if not for now, it just seems like it's a really high-quality piece of yeah. kit.
3: Also, if we're controlling the light source, if, if Mark does
2: wake up, you we know, can remove that and yeah. create total darkness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe should we... Is it too risky to take the lamp back from whence we came?
1: Now you we... can manage. In fact, with the light, may even be easier.
2: What if we,
3: we try, again, our initial thought, remember when we tried to make the room dark in the first room? Should we try that again and just switch the lamp off for a second? That's not going right. to wake him up. That's going to make him even sleepier. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, you take a look. It does have an off button. You aren't sure how loud this sort of off button is. Sometimes once you press it in and it might make a really loud, clacky noise. So just to be safe, you sort of back away a little bit closer to the floorboards area and uh, you press it off there. And, okay, great, not too loud at all, but better safe than sorry. It's funny, though, right before you switched it off, you thought you saw something, like a shadow on the wall or the floor. I don't know, maybe you just imagined it.
2: No, we definitely didn't. I think we're going to take the lamp to exactly where we thought we just saw something.
1: All right, you turn that lamp back on. It was actually quite nice. In the dark, you, you felt invisible. You felt a little bit powerful. But you turn it back on for the moment, and you go, you take a look at where you thought you saw something, and sure enough, there's something there. Couldn't see it while stumbling in the dark, but now it is easy. There is a message on the lower part of the wall here written in pink chalk. So this is in, out of the three rooms, this is in room three. This one says, Pull yourself together. You've been put upon in every way, but you can do it. That's Again, it's nice to hear positive messages, even if they're worded a little bit strangely. Okay. And hang on, there's something on the floor here as well. There's a piece of fancy pamphlet paper. It's a bit grotty with sewer dirt, but you pick it up and look at it. And uh, it says, don't miss the wedding episode. Great, this again. Only A
2: flyer. Only
1: it's not quite the same as the one that you found last night in the electronics store, because this one doesn't have yours and Blake's pictures all over it. In fact, there are no pictures at all on this. You know, what? Whatever. Uh, You don't want to think about this. You're actually quite sure this bears no relevance to your current situation, and it might be something to worry about later. I
0: didn't get that. I'm
3: excited.
1: So What that means is it's plot. It is not puzzle.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Pull yourself
2: together. Pull yourself together. We can pull the numbers towards us.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pull. Yeah, nice. Very good thought. Uh, and do you remember
0: what your first message said? Oh, it's push said, on. Push, push on. Push
3: on. Oh, wow. Okay. Push,
2: pull. Pull yourself push together. On, and put upon in every push way. on. Up on. But up on in. You can do it. Every. So,
3: what was the initial thing? Push. It just said push on. Is that all it said? Push
1: on. If our plan works, we'll both be free. And you know what? Actually, you have to, you yourselves, your character, you've forgotten exactly what it said, so you go back to the very first room to find out what that says. And as you go through, you pass back through the dark alarm room, and you see it's still sitting there saying, hey, press one to rearm me, please, I'm an alarm. But you also notice the back of the door in that room, there is something written on there, but that was the door that you sort of smudged your hands all over, so... With your lamp, you can see something, but it's not 100% perfect.
0: And again, that is uh, an image linked for people who are following along at home. Uh, but uh, Guy, would you like to, to describe this image that you're seeing of this pink message? So This yeah, one's
1: in it, the alarm room.
2: It says, an occasionally smudged writing. Sorry, I've accidentally zoomed He's in. He's
3: zoomed in. He's having an absolute <laughs> mere. <laughs>
1: You know what? You're st- even with a lamp. You're still in a dark room. It's hard to read yeah. sometimes.
2: There you you got to go. zoom it, in. It reads as follows in pink chalk: I K N smudge. I'm assuming no. So I'm. It says I K N smudge. I know how you F E smudge L presumably for feel. Even with a smudge over the second E. If I'm with a smudge over the capital I. Not, with a smudge over the end, In There, with a smudge over the first E. I know, with a smudge over the N. You'll, you'll, with a smudge over the U, pull through. I know how you feel. Even if I'm not there, I know you'll pull through. And the smudges are on an O and a W, an E, an I, an N, an E, a K. Oh, sorry, an N and a U.
1: Yeah. But again, you're pretty sure you caused those smudges.
2: I see.
3: The fact it says like push, pull mm. and stuff. Like it basically says that word once in each each room, right? So what mm. if mm-hmm. so the first one was push on room 1, push one maybe. Then the second room it says pull
2: push pull
3: push pull and then the next room was that the planks. That was the first
2: plank challenge.
3: Pull yourself together. Oh, but yeah, I mean that only gives us push, pull, pull. Yeah, so could it just, so you could must it just have be to... one, two, and three, like push one? There
1: must be numbers somewhere. But the only other instruction that your friend gave you was answers hidden inside.
3: Inside, the messages. Yeah, and so okay, so. Push on. If our plan works, we'll be free.
2: We'll both be free.
3: We need to know the numbers. Uh, Is it just how
2: many words?
3: We'll both be three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll both be three. We'll both push on. On is almost one. If our plan works. Okay, hidden inside. Four. If our plan. If our could be four.
2: Ah oh, yeah nice.
3: What are some of the other ones? Pull yourself together. Okay, I think that's just to give us the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been put upon. Is there a number there? You've been put upon in 9. Mm-hmm. Upon in every 9. Nice. Okay.
2: And then we've got this one here which is I know how you feel. Even if I'm not there, I know you'll pull through. Okay. So I know, I know.
3: how you feel. 11. Yeah. 11.
2: 11. Feel nice. even. So no, push bottom four, one's nine. Yep, Pull, pull 11, 11.
3: Pull 9. Pull nine. Well, let's try that.
2: So we'd like to push 4, pull 11, and pull 9, please.
1: All right. So you push in 4. You pull 11, you try to pull 9, pulling 9, it feels, you can just tell, it is going to make an ungodly screech. It is going to wake that guard. You need some way to get him away from here.
2: As we put our hand on 9, we would like to turn out the lamp. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: You
1: could. He might hear hear the wheel screech and still sort of know his directions well enough to get to you.
3: So, so the issue is-, there is Anything we're...
1: else you could distract him.
2: Mm. What have we got? Um. What about that alarm? That alarm that we were expressly told we could reactivate. Oh, yeah. If we go back, turn mm-hmm. on the alarm, mm-hmm. he'll probably- The alarm oh. starts yeah. its
1: angry beeping again. And with yeah. the door open now, that sound carries. It carries bad. And- You sort of, you head back over, you keep the lamp off so you cannot be seen by any stretch of the imagination, and you hear guard Mark going, and then he gets up, he swings across the rope, he makes his way back over to the pits, and he has gone to check out that alarm.
2: Now we finish our code by pulling nine.
1: All of those locks click, the whole door spins and opens up, and you hear the sound of water You see light, natural light streaming in. You shield your eyes, you give them time to get used to it, and then you step through. Oh my god, you are so close. You are not outside, not quite. You're standing in some kind of large sewer pipe. You're on the cement bank of a rushing stream of water that's coming out of some underwater hole in one wall. It's flowing down in a straight line towards a grate some distance away. And through that grate, you can see open sunshine pouring in. So close. and Then you hear someone say your name. Across from you, over on the bank on the other side of the water, you see an elderly woman. She's dressed to move, her eyes look sharp, she's got white hair, she's clutching her leg, she's not moving, and you recognise her face.
0: Who? Who? Who's this old woman? It's
1: coming back to you. You haven't seen her so much. But you're getting memories of the police station. (gasps) Oh! Oh, no. Hold the on. The most wanted posters. Is this oh, the one? No.
0: Okay, so in the police station episode, we were, like, solving a crime to, to track down the person who's the most wanted. And I thought, this is weird. Why would they be doing a real crime? But maybe they are actually tracking down someone who had gone against, like, the showrunners. Is this Leilani Kay?
1: It's definitely the picture of Leilani K oh, that you found so in the cool. police station.
0: Oh, as I know you two as not being as fully up to date
2: as I am, this is not as exciting. But for me, this is so exciting. No, this does feel. I'm catching a bit of the periphery excitement. I am excited. Yeah.
3: My initial thought was nanny. Does he have a dog? But this is more exciting than that.
1: Oh. So you say Leilani K, the smuggler. And the old woman rolls her laundry eyes. Laundry detergent the, the, smuggler. The, yeah, it sounded stupid, didn't it?
0: It sounded very stupid that she was a laundry detergent smuggler. Yeah,
1: so she rolls her eyes. And says, Oh, that's what they came up with, isn't it? Well, I mean, I suppose I'm certainly a criminal and I guess I've been smuggling you things. So <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Now, you weren't followed. Nope. Okay. You You oh, nod. So cool. You make a move into the water to swim towards her. And she goes, no, 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 no. Don't come over here. That water is faster than it looks. I tried. I got thrown up against that grate so badly, I cannot move my ankle. I can't push through injuries as well as I used to. It took all my energy just getting here. I don't even think I can move from this spot. Don't make the same mistake. What we need is that. And she points in the direction from which the water is flowing. And chained up on the wall right above the water, so suspended above it, there is a small boat. And on the ground on your side, there is a single oar. And Leilani says, well, of course, we'll have to find a way to open that grate as well. But you've had a good deal of ex- experience breaking out of places by now. And as soon as we're out, we can talk. You are in the last legs of this room.
3: You gotta get that boat.
2: Okay. The boat is chained to the, the roof or the wall.
1: Yeah, it's definitely within reach. So tell you a bit about this chained up boat. It's like a small it's just an unpowered dinghy. It's resting up against the wall. Its hull is facing outwards so it's sort of vertical and keeping it suspended like that there are two heavy chains that cross over each other in an X shape. Uh, mm. the chains little bit unusual. The boat as far as you can tell is pretty normal. So these chains they're attached to the walls. There are there's a combination lock for each of those chains on your side so you can mess with the locks. One of them is digits, one of them is letters. And each of the chains themselves looks a little unusual. It looks like the links have stuff written on them. So you can mm. easily take a look at them.
3: I would I would love to look at those chains.
1: All right. Would you like the digit lock or the letter lock chain?
3: I mean, I'm more of a, a letter guy than a digit guy, I think. So should we start cool. with letters? Yeah.
1: Sounds good. All right. So the one with the letter lock attached to it. Uh, The X part, uh, it starts high on your end and then goes diagonally down the boat and attaches to the wall low on Leilani's side. So you examine the chain links closest to you. You start from the topmost one, which is where the lock itself is. And uh, you see there's something written in small letters on the wall right behind the lock. And it just says the word letters. Okay, that's not very helpful. But as for the chain links themselves, with what they have written on them, each one has a three-letter word so like the top one it has amy just the name amy amy okay then the second link has the word box written on it all right the third one has cow and the fourth one has dev like short for developer after that though the chain sort of curves around the hull of the boat and so from your angle you can't read anymore
2: and the lock where is it on that chain again
1: uh, it's right on your side, right, right at the end on your side. And so you can get if you can figure out the combination, you can get yeah. that chain completely
3: off. And Leilani, she can't move and come and and look at the chain on on her side.
1: Well, she's a little bit far off, but you know what? You you might as well ask her. Give it an ask, and oh, she she grumbles a little bit. Says, "Well, read that from here." I mean, I can try, but you know, I can't see that much. Like. All right, uh, I can see like the one sort of in the middle of the boat, so closest to your side. Uh, it, it, it doesn't have anything written on it. I don't know what you want. It's a chain. Why would it have... Oh, wait, hold on. The one right underneath that, it says fit, F-I-T. And the one under that says gas. And then the last one says her, H-E-R. Does that sound right?
3: Yeah, that, that, sounds,
2: yeah. that sounds perfect. Thanks, Leilani. It's incredible what you can do yeah. if you just believe in yourself.
3: Whatever. So we've got alphabetical order, three-letter words. We don't know what the E
2: one is. What's the three-letter word beginning with the E? Air, eat. Or eat. um, Eel. T, if we're going on the on the right-hand side, they're in reverse alphabetical order. So it's R, S, T. Oh, so it ends in a U. Yes, so it's wow. an E word ending in a U. Starts emu. in There are an e. significantly fewer of those. Emu, surely. Yeah.
1: You plug in emu? Yep. And the lock clicks open.
3: Wow. Great spotting with the reverse alphabetical
2: order. That was crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> um, um, so now we need to do numbers.
1: You look at that uh, the digital lock now, the digit lock. Uh, yep. And so it starts low and then goes up diagonally across high. And so the lowest link, the one closest to you, uh, it has 031 on it. The next one up says 313. Yeah. Then one three zero.
2: I hate numbers. <laughs> I
3: really hate numbers as well.
1: <laughs> then three one three again, and after that it starts to curve around and you can't see.
2: From our bottom going up, o three one three one three one three zero three one three, and then we can't see. Hey, that's right. Hey,
3: Leilani. Uh, oh
2: I know no! It
1: an- what it,
3: it annoyed you last time, but. Uh-huh. We uh, Well, I would very much appreciate it if, if you could try and read the, the numbers on the chain.
1: Numbers? That's so much harder. Yeah. All right. Okay. Whatever. I can see a couple. Okay. Um. All right. So the middle one on my side, right above yours, I guess, says 130. Are they all supposed to say that? Because the one above that does not. The one above that says 303. Um. Mm. The next one... I'm sorry. I, I got nothing. I don't know. Sorry. But uh, above that, the top one, I think it says 312. That's fine. Oh, actually, there's something uh, written on the wall behind it as well. Um, oh, that's minuscule, though. There's, there's no way I can get it. Should I try anyway? Or
2: Yes, please. Try anyway.
1: <laughs> All right. Look, right. I'm pretty sure it says monks.
2: Like Monks. religious people, like spiritual or religious people.
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying, but it's probably wrong. Like, don't, don't trust my eyes.
2: Well, okay, I'm not going to totally trust them, but you know, it's, your help is appreciated. We're in this together, you know, Leilani. <laughs> I know that you're oh, begrudgingly yeah. helping, but it's incredibly valuable.
1: It's not begrudging. I'm just in a lot of pain.
2: Oh, I see. I guess because of your cool demeanor, it's hard to tell exactly how much pain you're in. <laughs> so it goes three one from top down. Can we just read it back to you to make sure we got it? Mm-hmm. Three one two unknown three o three one three o three one three one three o three one three o three one monk. The monks is weird. I say let's ignore the monks for now. Okay.
3: Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think can. I mean,
1: don't ignore it, but take it with a, a slight of grain of salt. Yeah, the problem The problem is, the letters one, it gave you the word letters, because letters were what you needed to focus on to solve it. But this one, I mean, you can't quite take Leilani's word for it, but it makes it sound like you need to focus on monks to solve this
2: one. Monks. It doesn't sound monks, quite right. Yeah, be... she's,
3: I think she's misreading that. Monks. Mm,
1: like, probably not. Monkey. She's probably not misreading it much, because she's done pretty well.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, monkey something not quite right. No monkey's got Manx,
2: Minx, the monks, movie Manc. Monks. Minx Um What are other mistakable letters there? T's, your yeah, H's.
3: mon Oh, it's not um
2: Like Months, cause... months. Oh, is March, this to do January, with the February? how many days there are in, in each month? 31, 28, thirty one, twenty eight, thirty so 31 in January, 28 in February, 30 in March, 30 days has September, April, June and November, 31 in March. So is it 831? I think it might be You try 831,
1: 831 the number lock opens. You have both wow. of those locks open. With both <laughs> locks open, you pull the chains off the boat and it falls into the water. It drops down. It splashes water in your face and then it starts moving. Thinking quickly, you, you just have to leap in before it gets away from you. So you, you take, you, you, you're in a dinghy rushing towards the water. You're rapidly approaching where Leilani's floundering on the side. She stretches out her arm, and you manage to grab on. And um, using the oar that you cleverly stashed with you for leverage, you pull her into the boat with you. She's clearly in a lot of pain, but you don't have time right. to offer first aid because you are speeding towards the grate, and you do not know how much structural integrity this boat has. If you smash into it at this speed... You could be in some trouble.
2: Uh Uh-oh. We dig the oar into the water.
1: It's a long shot, but that oar seems sturdier even than the boat. Uh, So you hold it sort of in front of you, slight angle, dig it in, you close your eyes, and the clang of oar on grate echoes through the air. The recoil really shoots a bit of fire into your wrist, but it works. The boat is shoved off to the side. It rests slightly on the bank. You breathe heavily. Okay, okay, hold on. You've got to figure out a way to open this grate, and then you can shove the boat back in the water and try again. You take a look all around it. You take a look in the water, out of the water. In the water, you notice something pressed up against the grate right at the bottom, like something tried to get through but couldn't fit. There's just sort of a dark shape down there. And on Mm. the walls beside the grate, one on either side, you see a hole in the wall, like a pretty, maybe about the size of your wrist.
2: On either side of the grate. Yes. And can our arms span the length of the grate, or it's bigger than that?
1: It's bigger than that, yeah. Not a huge amount bigger, but definitely bigger than just your two arms.
3: I'd like to reach into one of those holes, one of those hands.
1: Uh, your hand is a little bit too uh, wide for it. Like Your okay. wrist would work, your fist not so much.
2: Maybe we could um, flip the oar around and use the thin end of the oar to put into one of the holes. That like
1: the fits perfectly. Perfectly and you feel a sort of mechanical click as you push it the whole way in. However, it doesn't do anything to the grate and you sort of look forlornly at the one over the other side.
3: Oh. oh maybe need another oar. What's um what's can we reach
2: in and grab whatever's in the in the water, the object?
1: A little bit too deep for you. And a okay. little bit too fast for you as well.
2: Mm. Okay. Is it is it if with the oar, is it accessible?
1: Mm-hmm. That is much better. The ore makes a great scooping device.
2: Oh, so you reach down, you grab it. Ore. Mm.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be your best friend in this room, in the next room. Absolutely. There is a second ore down there that you have just scooped up.
2: Oh. Alright. Is there any way we can reach the other the the I end of that, that ore into the second wrist we hole? So
3: we've got a second person. You're now, gonna right? have to Leilani. time
1: it really well, but if you get into the boat. You and Leilani together could get them in at the same time from the very middle there.
2: This feels incredibly challenging because we will then, of course, want to remove the oars from the holes once the grate opens so that we can control the boat moving forward. Mm. But this is our It's going to be tricky.
1: But, yeah.
2: If you could just roll a dexterity check. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we Are We, oh, we got 18.
3: 18. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I was going to oh, say. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good mm. enough. Right.
1: You shove the boat back into the water with Leilani still in it. It's a little tough, but you manage. You've gone a little bit further up, so you've got a bit more water rushing. you, you got some time. You get your oars in place, and at the exact same time, you shove them into those holes by the grate. They land perfectly. And when they're pushed all the way in, the grate swings open outward with a loud clang. You just manage to pull them back in time before you are pulled all the way through. You are thrown by the roaring water out into bright afternoon sunlight oh. you are free
2: wow I cannot tell you how good that feels
1: <laughs> the water quickly slows its force dissipating into open ocean all you hear is the gentle splashing of your oars on its surface and maybe a seagull somewhere in the distance there are boats around in this harbor but there are no people you don't know where this is but this is not your hometown Just one quick row and we're out for good, says Leilani. Now that she's in the boat, she seems a lot more relaxed. Even her ankle doesn't look so bad now that she's not putting weight on it. Oh, well done. Sincerely, I wasn't sure if my help was going to be enough to get you this far, but you have shown exceptional bravery and skill. So, ready to sail into the real world?
0: This podcast is part of Consume This Media. Head to consumethismedia.com for all of our projects, And make sure to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we'll chat with our guests about this escape route.